Welcome to the Focus Series by Dental Head Start, where we focus into your favorite topics. Hello and welcome back to the Dental Head Start podcast and on to season two of our Focus Series with our host, the Limitless Dentist, Dr. Cajun Chia. Before we start this episode, a brief trigger warning. This series topic has been inspired by the recent article published out of the Journal of Community Dentistry and Oral Epidemiology, authored by Dr. Matthew Hopcraft, Dr. Nicole Stallman, Dr. Roshan McGrath, and Dr. Gordon Parker. This paper revealed the results of a conducted survey that during 12 months of 2021, one out of six Australian dentists have contemplated thoughts of taking their own life, and 31%, roughly one in three, have contemplated the thought prior. If you really think about what this means, the thought is quite sobering. I really think a lot of us go into this profession hearing these statistics and believe, that won't be me, I can handle myself. It seems, however, that this kind of mentality is what gets us caught when things don't go away and start to fall apart. That mental resilience we thought we had gets truly tested in times where our failures can cause serious consequences. You may have noticed that one of our great sponsors of this podcast is Dental Practitioner Support that provide national 24-7 support services for dental professionals and provide resources on how to stay physically and mentally healthy in the dental work environment. We at the Dental Head Start team recommend to reach out if you have had any of these thoughts or even feelings of self-doubt. And now, onto the episode. Uh, today, joining me for this podcast, we have some phenomenal friends and guests, and I'm going to introduce the very first one, which is Dr. Vichy, who is a dentist based in Melbourne, Victoria. He divides his clinical time focusing on comprehensive general dentistry, aesthetics, and reconstructive dentistry. This is his fifth year as a clinician. Through clinical practice at university, Dr. Vichy actually trained 100% as a left-handed dentist, but self-trained to be right-handed after graduation. At present, he practices as a truly ambidextrous dentist in all areas of dentistry. The next amazing guest that we have is Dr. Owen Johnson. Now, Dr. Owen is based in Tasmania, Devonport to be specific. He is a practice owner with his wife, Nicole. They have been uh, building their practice for the last year now. Dr. Owen has a kind and caring approach to dentistry, enjoying all aspects of private practice. He loves meeting new patients and helping them to achieve their dental goals with a lot of social chat in between. He enjoys getting to know each patient and the values and relationships he builds. Dr. Owen has previously spent time working in Bundaberg, Cairns, Thursday Island, and has undertake outreach work in the Solomon Islands as well, which was an incredible experience and something he hopes to do again in the future. When not at work, Dr. Owen enjoys spending his time with his little girl, Pia, and occasionally with Dr. Nicole, mountain biking, bushwalking, catching up with friends over a Tassie craft beer, and walking his Weimarana Mo, who can often be seen roaming around the practice yard on weekends or driving around Devonport on the back of the ute. And for a fun fact, Dr. Owen Johnson is a left-handed dentist, but he is also ambidextrous as well. And so the reason why we are having this discussion today, for those of you who don't know this, and I guess I haven't shared this before, I too am a left-handed dentist. Um, I started left-handed dentistry when I was in dental school, but at the third year, I decided to switch to my right hand and haven't looked back. And so this whole podcast episode is really going to shed light on you know three types of left-handed dentists you may see and go through the journeys of what that looks like so that if you are a left-hander currently studying or you know even you may have just graduated we want to give you some hope that you know you still have choices ahead of you to really craft the career of your dreams so the first type of left-handed dentist we have the left-handed dentist who stays as a dominant left-hander 
um, and that's going to be well represented today by Dr. Owen. You've got your adaptive left-hander who switches to right-handed, and basically that's going to be represented by Dr. Vichy and myself. And thirdly, all of us can speak to it, but basically a left-handed dentist who stays left-handed but works in a right-handed operatory or a right-handed chair, and how we navigate that. So firstly, welcome Vichy and Owen. It's so great to see you guys after so many years. Uh, how have you guys been? Hey, KJ. Yeah, we've been good. Hey, Owen. How are you? Hey, Vichy. Awesome. Good to see you guys again. Absolutely. Maybe I'll start with you, Vichy, because, you know, I think I was just saying before we started this recording that, you know, I thought it was already gutsy enough switching to right-handed dentistry when I was in third year, right? Obviously, first time seeing patients and switching right-handed. But you actually switched after doing five years of doing, you know, dominant left-handed dentistry and then switched when you graduate. Maybe walk us through what was that journey like for you and maybe why you chose to switch to right-handed dentistry or training your right hand after graduation. Throughout uni, dental school, especially in clinical practice, I was always in the left-handed chairs. All of that time, didn't really think, of course, you don't know what the market is like until you get out. First year out, obviously, when, you know, put into the the, the real world, you don't really know what's there. But then being left-handed, I always thought the, it's your market and, like, your competition is huge because you're, I just feel like I limited myself to finding the right position. Sometimes you've got beautiful position, but then being left-handed is actually what can stop you from getting that position, for example. But luckily enough, in my first year, like I uh, did part-time in a public hospital as well as part-time in private as well. So I basically had a mindset shift, really. Like instead of me, or instead of the market being so narrow for me, I wanted to upskill myself, sort of to match to match with the market instead. And and that's what I always tell. Like because I've got a a few left-handed dentists, like you know, message me privately as well. And I always said like it really is up to you. And you know, obviously, if you're left-handed, there's still jobs out there, there's still positions out there that that will accommodate you. But for me, I just felt like I needed to catch up. I needed to like upskill myself. And um so yeah, so I spent a lot of my first time really trying to learn to use my right hand in dentistry from scratch. Absolutely zero. So I touch not even like, you know, ultrasonic with my right at all, let alone doing everything with my right right now. So it was a really slow progress. And if anything, you know, I'd say for left-handed dentists, if it's harder for general dentists who are right-handed, for us, it's double the difficulty, really. So, yeah, I guess, like, I took my time in the first year, especially in the public hospital, because in our first year, I took my time, so I learned from the least difficult uh, treatment procedures first and started from there. Yeah, awesome. And I think you really raised a good point that I've that I forgot to preface in this episode, which is why we're really wanting to talk about left-handed dentistry. You know, traditionally in the dental world, you know, because right-handed dentistry has been the most dominant hand, uh, you'll tend to find historically many dental practices have not only been set up for only right-handed dentists to operate on, so on, until more recently, chairs being uh, able to be ambidextrous and created for left-handers only had availability. Most, you know, kind of older school style practices that have been around for maybe, you know, at least 45, 50 years perhaps, will only have a right-handed chair. 
more importantly, the whole room is also set up with a right-handed person in mind. You know, obviously all of the assistant stuff is on the left and all the dentist stuff is on the right. And so because of the reason why we're also creating this episode two is because if you, you know, one of the, the interesting challenges that Vishy just, you know, beautifully mentioned is that as a left-hander, you know, not that I would say that there is active discrimination, but it is something that can be a limiting factor when it comes to employability. And that's why this, you know, hopefully from this episode, you can learn from both Vishy, myself and Owen that, you know, it actually doesn't matter if you are a left-handed dentist, you can still create a very successful career. And these two amazing dentists and people are, are great testimonies of that. But maybe for you, Owen, going to you, you know, I know, you know, you've stayed left-handed dentistry since, uh, or been a left-handed dentist since graduation. So maybe walk us through what's your journey been like? And I know that now you're a practice owner. I'd love to know, was owning your own practice uh, where you could actually make decisions of how you designed your room as a left-handed did that come into mind or was that one of your factors into starting your own practice? No, that probably wasn't one of the factors, but it's been nice to actually set up a room specifically for a left-hander. And I'd never even thought about room setups and stuff before graduation. Well, I did it for a little bit because I had one tutor and we were working and it probably wasn't until fourth year and we are in the clinic. And um, she said to me, I'd never hire you. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? And she goes, oh, just because you're a left-hander. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, you wouldn't hire me because I'm a left-hander. And she goes, oh, none of my rooms are set up for left-handers. And I'd never even thought of it before then because at uni, it doesn't matter what hand you have, you could go in either surgeries. Um, and, yeah, that was probably the main thing. And then I was probably lucky because once we graduated, we came to an area and there was all the chairs I've worked in have been ADEC and all ADECs are ambidextrous. So... I worked part-time, public, part-time, private, same as Vichy when I graduated. And in public, they just put me in the ADEX. I don't go in any other room unless it's an ADEX. So if there's an Anthos chair in there, they just don't put me in there. <laughs> but the other thing you have to think of being a lefty as well is most of the DAs are trained and work with right-handers. So they, even for them, it's a learning curve. Absolutely. And maybe um, give us an idea, you know, given that now you have your own practice and you are training your own um, you know, team to work with you as a left-hander. What are some tips to help train your staff to better work with left-handed dentists? I don't know. I'm pretty easy going, so I don't really train them. <laughs> My wife trains them, and then I just, I'm happy with whatever they do. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I was like, oh, <laughs> so true. And, and I, I want to touch base, though, on that, that comment that that tutor gave you in fourth year. Uh, you know, how did that make you feel, though, like when – that tutor did say that to you. Did it make you think differently or was it, did you reflect more on your current situation? Did it make you feel a particular way at all? No, I didn't really think that much of it. I just went, oh, yeah, and moved on. <laughs> now, can I ask why didn't it worry you then? Because I can imagine that anyone, like I know some other, I guess anyone else who might get that comment would start to maybe freak out and worry. But in your case, you were really chill about it. You know, where did that sense of calm and peace come from? Well, you're always going to find work. Yeah. doesn't matter if you're left-hander, you'll find work. It might take you a bit longer, but there's work out there. Absolutely. And yeah. at the moment, a lot of people are looking for dentists, so they might change things for you to have a left-hander that will actually stay. Like you'd rather have a left-hander that stays at your practice than have a right-hander that stays there for a year and leaves. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I do wonder too, and I, the only reason why I reference this is I always love to kind of dial into the mindset of an individual and why they think the way they do. You know, I guess... For Vichy and I, we were both high school students that came through the undergraduate JCU degree 
uh, to do dentistry. But I know that before dentistry for you, Owen, you actually were in the uh, trucking business, right? Kind of doing long haul kind of truck runs and, and did that for a number of years before going into dentistry and becoming a dentist. Do you think that, you know, previous history of having worked in a completely separate field or working for quite a long time before becoming a dentist, maybe formed of um, why I guess you feel so resilient in a workspace and why it doesn't worry you as much? Do you think that factored in at all? No, I don't think so. I think it's just that's my personality. Because, mm. like, you see other people and if they're stressed out at uni, they're going to be the same. When they're stressed out at work, they're going to be – doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter if they were driving <laughs> trucks, they'd be stressed out. True. <laughs> very, very that's, true. That's them. <laughs> yeah. No, you're totally right. And I think I really love the fact that it didn't phase you. I had a similar comment from a tutor like Owen did, and you may have – it may have, um, you know uh, – you know, dig, uh, how to dig at your self-esteem or your or, or your confidence. You know, mm-hmm. you know. I want you to know that it's going to work out. Why? Because it's worked out for me. It's worked out for Vishy, and it's worked out for Owen. Right, and we're really yeah. thriving in our careers. And I don't want you to be being left out, or um, you know, you uh, have a disadvantage. If anything, what we want to prove to you and show you through power of testimony, our, our own stories is that it actually being ambidextrous or being left-handed and slowly training your right hand makes you an ultimate asset for a practice. And I guess maybe, Owen, in your particular case, have you are you still doing everything left-handed or have you started to pick up some things doing right-handed as well now? Never completely left-handed. I'm not ambidextrous. I'm either one or the other. So I drew with my left hand, I extract teeth with my right hand, and I can't do both. Oh, wow. Yeah. I can't. If I try to, I can't extract a tooth with my left hand. Yep. No way. That's yep. so cool. It's and it's, it's probably annoying for the um, DAs, and that was when we set up. That was the way reason I liked ADEX. It was very easy to spin around. So I'll be drilling, and then I'll jump to the other side to do the extraction, and just you spin the suction around to the other side, and the DA just swaps sides with me, and you keep going. Yep. So whereas I've worked at a clinic and they had a Serona chair, and like the whole thing, it had a spittoon. The whole thing has to spin, so you can't just quickly swap from side to side. And where it gets tricky is if you're doing, say, a surgical because you start using your luxator, it's not moving, start using your forceps, oh, it's not moving, okay, we've got to section it. I need to jump back to the other side, grab the drill, section it. Then once I've sectioned it, jump to the other side of the chair, start using my luxator and forceps again. So I need a chair where it's very easy to swap from side to side. So for me, I'm stuck pretty much with ADEC. <laughs> yeah, well, that's phenomenal though, you know, you've, You've actually found out particular procedures that your that particular hand works best for you, and you're really leveraging that skill. Let me ask you, you know, when you started doing extraction with your right hand, was it like walk walk us through maybe like you know what was that like, and, and and did it take some time for you to get the confidence, or is there a reason why you feel more comfortable in the right hand for extractions personally? Oh, I don't even know. I just did. Mm. So it's it's weird because <laughs> I I write with my left hand, I throw a ball with my right hand, I kick with my right foot. I use scissors with my right hand, but I can't do both. So when I was extracting teeth, that was just normal for me. Yeah. I didn't think, hang on, I'm going to purposely do it. It was just, <laughs> there was no conscious thought. It was just, that's how it feels normal, so that's how I'm doing it. Yeah. So you followed your intuition, which I think is really a key thing too, because I think, and I, I want to kind of want to go back to Vichy on this point, because I know Vichy, you know, you would have had to intentionally think about switching to right hand, being so dominant left-handed when you came out. Yeah. So Walk us through, you know, what was that journey like and, and what kind of, was there any exercises or things you did on a regular basis to improve your right hand as you were going on that journey? Yeah, I, I have some, I mean, more than happy to share all the tips. 
if for any lefties out there and you know are willing to learn are willing to put yourself in that hole <laughs> wanting to be right-handed i started with cleaning hygiene yeah so really just using hand scalers taught yourself to hold the mirror on a different hand ultrasonic started that's how i started doing some simple cleaning stuff like that and then it moved on to drilling but from the ultrasonic from someone because i can't i still can't write with my right i still can't write i still write with my left everything still stays left it's just dentistry is completely right now so started from ultrasonic easy you know get some patient for hygiene book longer appointments start with there start with holding something that bigger to your two fingers or three finger your pen grip start with bigger bigger equipments hand pieces ultrasonic is a good start for me and then i moved on to finer dexterity you know just really training from your group motor skills first so ultrasonic and then moved on to drilling starting to like you know normal occlusal uh uh drilling first and then it became automatic after that it didn't take me long to be honest the group motor skills but then it took longer for me to say if i need to do anterior work like composite bonding any of that sometimes i still switch to my left because i need the fine motor skills so like especially when it gets to the attention to detail i still can't do my right to be honest so sometimes i still switch to my my left but it's always good to start on getting the feel like the familiar feel with the bigger hand pieces first and then you can go smaller and smaller and smaller and now you know i can tell you know with just a period probe i can already tell with just the i know the feel i know the sensation through my right moving on to uh, extractions i started oh actually before that sorry i didn't have i didn't do any la with my right hand still did with the left because i needed the position but then once again started with the short buccal infiltration first so with those ones start small especially for those see that you know it's a lot easier to start using with your right hand it was really difficult for me to start injecting with my right actually but now you know it's easy it's just natural moving on to um extractions so i was very um technical but if we know exactly a tool is going to be typical i'm not going to start with my my right hand i'm going i started with like perio involved teeth <laughs> so teeth that were already loose teeth were like oh yeah no that's fine you know so i started luxating started using really took my time with luxating get a feel and then um moved on to forceps front teeth first back teeth but um now i can feel you know with when i put the elevator in i can tell whether that tooth is not, not going to move going to move but it's going to you know break the ligaments or not i can tell by now moving on to endo <laughs> so endo is difficult but i am proud to say that now i do endo fully right handed now so either with the hand hand files or um rotary files now i can do my right and also left as well i think one of the biggest benefits that i've found being ambidextrous is i can move as as much as i want and i have the same feeling same sensation that i know that 
I feel controlled. But definitely, I'd say when you do endo, you gotta have your fulcrum. You gotta know where your rest position is really well. I bend my K files <laughs> according to where my right hand could go as well. But endo was the last field of dentistry that got me efficient to use my right side. Mm. So that was the sequence. But now I also place implants with my right. So I don't know how to place with my left. <laughs> Haven't tried it. But everything else I can do both hands. But I'd say start from whatever you think the easiest for you. For me back then, it was hygiene. It was the ultrasonic. That's how I got started. If you're on the hunt to upgrade your current pair of loops, or if you're a student looking to invest in your very first pair, let's talk about Admitech Loops by Byron Medical. Last year, just about everyone around me was showing off their brand new pair of refractive loops with a wireless butterfly light that had just hit the market. I had to get on board and I'm pleased to say I've not looked back, or should I say down, since. Lightweight, sturdy and stylish, Admatex Ergo Lifts are designed to optimise your posture so you're not popping a disc trying to prep the distal of that 4.7. Level up your scales and cleans when you can actually see every tiny fleck of calculus fly off the tooth. With a tiny battery light that clips on magnetically and switches out seamlessly even mid-procedure, say goodbye to getting tangled in your wires and the painful indents on your nose bridge from having to support heavy loops. Biomedical are Australian-based and are quick and easy to get in touch with and address any issues you have. They'll even come out to your workplace for your initial consult and fitting session. So look no further, pardon the puns, and join the club. And if you mention Dental Head Start, they'll even throw in a special added bonus. same for me too i mean i remember in third year you know ultrasonic was the easiest place for me to start using my um right hand um and yeah. I, I, for me i um i know that um you know if you are a left-handed still in dental school you probably know that the usually they put you in a particular area usually it's the end corner or something where they can turn it into a left-handed chair and i remember you vishy and owen um you know being in the far corners of a particular bay whereas because I had made that decision, I didn't tell him I was left handed I just said, no, I use a right-handed chair. I was basically placed in the kind of anywhere in the clinic. I noticed that, yeah, ultrasonic was the best place to start because it was one thing that because the movement wasn't as, as fine as you mentioned as endodontics, Vish, um, you know, I think it's uh, right. so, so important to start from the bare basics. But I'd love to know because thinking back, I know I definitely had some periods of struggle where I did question, can I actually do this? Did you ever have doubt? through your journey of switching to dominant right-handedness, Mishi, where you kind of doubted yourself and you go, oh my God, can I actually do this? Or were you worried about screwing something up in the patient or something like that? Oh yeah, 100%. Like the doubt is always there. I think it's natural to humans, being humans, you're always doubting everything. But I tell you, I can tell you that if you were, like I said, like if you want to switch to left hand to right hand, it's not going to happen overnight. Mm. It took me a year at least at least a year to get good with just the basic dentistry. And like, I'd say, you know what, like get your mindset right. It's going to be difficult anyway. And if you already said that at the start, and then if you plan for longer appointments, then you, so for example, you know, half an hour for hygiene book for an hour. So you can actually take your time. Sometimes I even tell my patient, I said, um, 
you know, my left handed is injured or something. <laughs> and I'm working on my right side, so it's going to take our time. Whatever is more that makes you more comfortable doing that. If you are, you know, rushing, you're not going to learn any of that. So really take your time, really like set yourself mentally to know that it's going to be difficult. And when you have that sorted, you sort of know that it's going to be difficult. You sort of have accepted that in a way. But the doubt will always be there. Mm. But you'll get over it. Yeah, so true. I remember through my own struggle periods too, when I was kind of doubting myself and I said to myself, you know, and it was, again, a mindset thing, as you beautifully mentioned, Vishy, that, you know, when we are younger, and it's so funny that we never really think of this, but yes, we have a natural inclination to a particular handedness, left or right, but it's a skill set that we just felt, um, you know, um, followed intuition and basically mm. got better over through repetition, right? And so if you are a left handed and you're thinking, you know, how can I do this? You know, you're only a strong left handed because you've had so much repetition that gave you the mastery of that skill set. Um, and, and, and as Vishy said, you know, you can be you know, first year graduation or even second year graduation and still make a switch. Now, I'd like to ask the both of you, because I know in your case, Owen, you, you touched on this, that, you know, you didn't really experience too much difficulty, but were there any situations for the both of you where you actually had, you had, you were either in a right-handed setup for whatever reason that couldn't be switched and you had to use your left hand on a right-handed operatory or a right-handed chair? And if so, how did you navigate that and what challenges did you face and how did you overcome them maybe i'll start with you on um yeah i have but very rarely so it was only, it's only like been a few times where i've gone in to help another dentist say it was a dentist we used to work with and she needed help with some extractions she's right-handed so then you go in there and <laughs> she couldn't get this tooth out and you're like okay give me the drill and then you're like hang on that's on the wrong side <laughs> So you kind of just wing it and throw the corns over the patient, just say this is going to be sitting on you and it only takes a minute. You quickly just sort of put the tray right above them, sit the corns on them and get it done quickly. But it would probably be tricky and you need longer lines and stuff if you were a left-handed dentist working in a right-handed chair full-time. Yeah. What about you, Vish? That is difficult. Like if you're left-handed and you work in a right-handed chair, I would never ever encourage any left-hander to do that never you either you break your career or you break yourself doing that i mean occasionally that's fine and actually it was one of my pushing points really because like i said first year um half of my practice half it was right-handed and i just i just said in songs like there was no way i'm going to work left-handed in this chair not a chance like you will you would you would break yourself doing that you know 100 percent. so true and i think that's where resilience and adaptability comes in right because it's like you know for those of you who are listening and going you know i, I don't want to switch to right-handed that's okay hopefully by the end of this episode you know we want to give you hope that it doesn't matter which choice you end up with i think in owen's case he stayed with left-handed dentistry and it's worked out really well for him um the benefit of it as well as that he, now he's owning his own private practice you know it's uh you know a lot you got a lot more choice right but even if you didn't own your own uh, private practice. You know, nowadays there are more and more, um, you know, left-handed or ambidextrous uh, chairs that can be easily switched. Um, and so it is all about kind of finding the right place. But I guess, Vishy, you know, I know you've spoken to some other left-handed dentists who have actually struggled to find jobs, right? And maybe because it is an important point that on one hand, we think to ourselves as a left-handed, you know, why should we 
have to go through the struggle when right-handers don't. But I believe that when you choose to be the victim in a situation, you never get to succeed and win. And I, what I love is about you and I both represented a situation where, you know, we recognized, we said, okay, we have a choice here to make. We can either continue to complain about the situation and That's um, right. we can continue to say, oh, it's not fair. Um, or we can make a decision to say, you know what, how can I make the best out of this situation uh, and then and, and then switch? And But I know that you've also, you know, in the past um, spoken to some, I guess, other people. And, and I, I guess for someone who is currently going through that struggle of going through many different, um, let's say, rejections or... Uh, let's say they go to a job interview and they finally, you know, they tell the person who's interviewing that they left head and, and as a result of that, that they get selected. You know, did you personally experience any of those rejections, Vishy, when you were looking for jobs? And I guess how did how did that affect your mental health or how did you persevere and overcome to now still be thriving and finding places where you're working now? I didn't really let it affect my mental health, to be honest. It definitely, I mean... Uh, at the start, definitely felt like I have limited options. So in a way, yeah, you were anxious finding jobs and then you have a look, it's the right-hand chair. You say, I'm left-handed. And you're, oh, what's going to happen? And then, you know, that that's when I really decided that I, like, you know, for us left-handed, it's definitely more difficult. Um, to find, I feel like we have limited options for sure, and then they also see us. I don't like to use the word discrimination. Nobody, nobody really want to do that. But for a practice, definitely, would they will see what's possible for them or not as well. You know, like did you? Because um, I know you said you've spoken to other left-handed dentists who have gone mm. through similar struggles. Yeah, right? and so how have you helped them overcome those challenges by being kind of a a mentor in that particular perspective to help them guide yeah. them through? So I I was really, I've been really honest. I said, look, for me, the most difficult part was definitely switching to right hand, for sure, because I, I took it upon myself. I the way I saw that was that the market is not going to meet my my the market is not going to make themselves to meet my standard. I have to make myself meet the market standard there. And the reality is that majority of dentists out there that are right-handed. And then I always feel like they will always have one step ahead of you. So from a mental point of view, yes, for left-handed, I kind of feel like we're a little bit, we're the second option in a way, mm -hmm. just being left-handed, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like that very much. <laughs> I want to be the first option. So... I, that was my mindset. Having said that, I also encourage like some of the best dentists I know are left-handed. Yeah. My boss is left-handed and he's killing it. You can be left-handed if you choose yourself to be left-handed. That's how you really, um, want to see yourself. You know, you want to be left-handed. That's fine. You're like, you're just someone like, you know what? I'm so, I'm so comfortable being left-handed. I just want to be left-handed. Like Owen, you know, be your own boss. That's fine. Having said that, I've also worked in multiple practices that have left-handed chairs. So in a way, it comes to luck. It just for my situation back there, I didn't want it to. I, I didn't want to live to luck. 
I wanted to sort of upskill myself in that field in a way. So for those also who, you know, doubting themselves whether they can swap, switch to right-handed or not, I'd say try. If you fail once, try again. Just fail twice, try another time. If you still fail, then that's fine. You know yourself, you know what, stay left-handed. Find people who can accept you or who you are. Or become your own boss. But like I said, there are plenty of practice out there and more and more every day you see people or clinicians, they're happy being left-handed. And like, you know, we're going forward, we're not going backward and a lot of the chairs these days are becoming ambidextrous as well. Yeah. yeah. So true. Whatever works for you, really. I think being left-handed is only two ways. You either you swap and you train yourself to be ambidextrous or you stay determined being left-handed and, you, you know, whatever works for you. Yeah. No, so As dentists and dental students, we all have difficult days. You may experience workplace or training demands that have a direct impact on your physical, emotional and psychological health and well-being. This is exactly what dental practitioner support is for. It's a completely confidential and independently run service that's funded by the Dental Board of Australia in an effort to support practitioners and dental students right across the country. Sometimes people call just at the end of a long day to debrief, but sometimes they call because there's more challenging things going on. Dental practitioner support is there for you in these times to give proactive advice, help you improve your health and well-being before there are major concerns. We all need a helping hand sometimes, and it's okay to ask for help. So if you find you need it, call 1-800-377-700 or visit the website dpsupport.org.au. They have loads of great information to get you started. I think uh, that really speaks to this whole point that I, I talk about sometimes with the limitless dentist about identity, right? Because anything you say afterwards, I am, kind of forms who you are. And sometimes you can get really deep rooted um, in that kind of belief system. And, and I know that, you know, if you are currently finding it difficult to switch to right-handedness, always remember that, you know, rather than saying I am left-handed, you know, you have developed left-handedness over a period of time because that was your natural inclination. But right-handedness is just like riding a bike, just like learning how to place implants, just like learning a new skill. It takes time you, and no one masters it overnight. And I think having that patience, as Vichy said, is so, so important because I know I had to be really patient with myself for over a number of years to really do this. Obviously, making sure that you really, as Vichy beautifully mentioned, give yourself extra time. Um, but also, you know, you may find on your journey that you you do left-handed stuff better and you do right-handed stuff better too. So you can really mix and match. I guess to kind of wrap things up too, you know, how do you think now being, because both of you, all three of us now are kind of ambidextrous to a point, has it helped um, your ergonomics or the way in which you practice or makes things interesting? Or I guess, you know, to, to kind of now talk about, you know, not just some of the, I guess, how could you say, not I hate using the word disadvantages, but you know, you know, I want to kind of bright, like really focus and kind of finish on a really highlight to say it actually doesn't matter what hand you are. But what have been some of the joys or things you've you've noticed by being left-handed and being able to do right-handed? Maybe we'll start with you, Owen. You know, what are some of the things you, that have surprised you, maybe, or, or that you didn't think was a big issue, but someone's been like, "Oh my god, I didn't know you were left-handed," or have you ever had that kind of thing happen? No. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's probably, yeah, the funny, you're probably better off talking to Vichy about that because, as you said, on a high note, 
he's learned to use both. So then he goes, hang on, I'm better with this procedure with my right than my left, and he can swap. And whereas I can't, yeah, I'm stuck on one for one procedure, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I guess more importantly though, even though you've stuck on one and you haven't, you you've not yet trained yourself to switch to your right. You know, um, maybe walk walk us through. You know, some let let's say there is a because I think more importantly, there are students listening to this podcast right now, right? And, and let's say there is another left handed student who, like you, doesn't want to switch or happy to just stay on the left handed course. What's some advice you would give them of if along you, the journey you, of things you've learned? If you're worried that you're not going to get the job over a right hander, sell yourself in another way. Sell yourself that you will stay there for a long period of time. Maybe the boss might look into swapping the chair to ambidextrous if he knows he's going to have you there for five years compared to someone who's going to leave in a year. So, yes, you might be the second choice, but hang on, you might make yourself the first choice because you're offering something else. Very true, yeah. And uh, I guess as well, you know, I know you, you, you touched on this, the fact that, you know, Nicole does most of the, the training of your staff so you don't have to think about it. But for someone who, let's say, wants to be their own boss, right, in, in their own their own practice as a left-hander, what were some yep. of the considerations that you put into the design of being a left-hander? And did that change the way you thought about the design of your practice? I'd love to give some tips maybe oh, of what you... Yeah, yeah, like we set up the two, because we knew my, my wife and I are going to be the main dentist here, so there's one right-handed room, one left-handed room. But it's funny because now I've got right-handers working my left-handed room, so I have to go buy a trolley drawer and things for them. So I'd probably say if you are setting up a practice, make every room ambidextrous and it just saves yourself the hassle. Yeah. I thought, no, it's only for, this room's only for me. I'm only going to be the one working here, and then it turns out I'm not. So even being in practice only, you get it wrong, but, yeah, I'll learn from that mistake. Yeah, that's awesome. And I guess to finish off, maybe Vichy, I know you've shared some amazing tips so far um, to to people about you know your journey so far. But maybe to wrap things up, Vish, what other maybe final kind of tips or advice you'd give to a student who maybe is struggling right now as a left hander, either both as an identity of being a left hander, feeling that they they're going to be at a disadvantage. Maybe what's what's your um one piece of advice that you could give to a dental student to help say, hey, it's going to be okay. There's a lot of us. Yeah, once you get out there, you're not alone. There are a lot of us, and we all go through the same things. We all go through the same doubts. We go through the same disadvantage, I guess. But once again, you know, once your own boss, who cares? Am I right, Owen? (laughs) (laughs) You can design it to your own desires. But having said that, like I said, it gets better. It definitely gets better. The first few years of your career is going to be so confusing. You're going to be doubting yourself whether am I going to, you know, be able to use my right efficiently, proficiently enough. I'd say try, you know, for those who are really curious about swapping and do what Cajun did better, start in dental school, start early if you can, because I only started my first year out and that was, I guess, not a, not a step back, but definitely. I didn't really think until I got into the work the workforce. So, so that's one option, the way I see it. And another one, you know, like Owen said, make yourself their first priority by bringing something to the table. You know, you may be left-handed, but you may actually, you know, you come there to make your own, uh, you know, to make a culture and a practice great. You're there to build up the practice, to bring something to the table. And 
I don't like to say this, but it's true. You know, being left-handed, we still have to keep ourselves competitive. If you're still looking for a job, but you still can be extremely, extremely successful and happy with your career. Enjoy your the, the work you do being left-handed. Just whatever you do, don't break yourself or don't break your career. Mm, very true. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think you you beautifully mentioned you know strength in numbers and. You know, I remember one of the first things I did was, you know, uh, it's such a simple thing, but if you are used to brushing your teeth, even with an electric toothbrush in your left hand, I remember switching to my right hand, um, you know, starting to brush my teeth with my right hand, starting from really small things. I still can't write with my right hand. I only write everything with my left hand. Um, I do extractions both-handed. Um, for me, I love, I hand scale with both my hands too, and I do injections both-handed depending on the side, so it's most ergonomic to me and means I can stay in a 12 o'clock position and don't have to strain and break my back over anything. Um, but obviously anything to do with drilling um, is for me is right-handed. So, um, you know, thank you guys so much for your time today in terms of sharing your testament. And I know that's going to add so much value to whoever's listening, but, you know, because you guys are obviously still, you know, building your careers and getting up to exciting things, if people want to know what you're getting up to, maybe we'll start with you, Owen, you know, how can people follow your journey and, and understand what you're getting up to with your practice, you know, in terms of maybe following your practice page? How can people find out more about what you're up to? That's probably the best way to do it, follow the practice page, because my wife updates that. <laughs> Whereas I'm not, really, I'm not really on social media much, so <laughs> I don't have Instagram. I have a Facebook, but I don't really use it. So yep. What's, And just for people who uh, will put your, obviously, your practice detail, like in terms of your social handles for the practice in the show notes, but, you know, what's your practice called and how can people find what you're up to? Oh, it's called Old Acre Street Dental, so thought I'd make the name nice and easy, the street it's on and what we do. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, what about you, Vishy? How, how can people find out more about what you're getting up to? Uh, there's nothing really much to find out about me. <laughs> but um, I've got a professional Instagram, It's not which is not I really, I haven't really posted anything yet, but it's by Dr. Vishy. That's about it. Yeah. Fantastic. And, uh, you know, I guess, you know, we'll definitely be putting um, their social links on the show notes too. So definitely make sure you go follow them, give them some love um, and uh, make sure you, you know, if you are struggling right now and you need someone to talk to, you can reach out, I'm sure, to either Vichy Owen or myself, definitely myself as well. We want you to feel seen, heard and understood. And most importantly, know that, you know, as Vichy and Owen both beautifully mentioned, that it actually doesn't matter what hand you end up um, sticking to, whether you want to switch to right or stick to left, you know, leverage your strengths and understand that you have a place in this profession and can be super, super successful. So I want to thank you guys again for this wonderful podcast episode. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, been great to catch up after all these years and look forward to seeing your journeys and uh, catching up again, hopefully in person again in the near future. Thanks, guys. So good to see you guys. Thanks, Kajan. Good seeing you again, Vichy. Thank you so much for listening to the Dental Head Start podcast. I genuinely hope this is helping you become a better dentist. So if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe on your podcast player and I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go to social media and share something that you've appreciated from us with one of your friends. That's how the word gets out. That's how more people gain and benefit from what we're doing. And if you're a dental student or a graduate and you want to get a head start, go to dentalheadstart.com to find everything we're doing to help dental students become great dentists. Thank you.